Welcome to the Jesus, Sex, and Politics podcast. I'm Micah. And I'm Nathan. And here we talk about all those things that culture doesn't want to talk about. That will scare you. Man, Nathan, it's good to see you today. Good to see you, Mike. Yeah, you always put your feet up on my desk when when we're that's recording. Because I feel like that's a if you can't see you can't see it right now because this is audio. But Nathan always has his shoes on my desk. Well, that's because I don't have a desk. <laughs> that's and, right. And uh, so the only thing I can do is put my feet up on your desk. It's uh, it, it in some cultures seeing the soles of your feet. It's uh, kind of like flipping the bird to somebody. So hey, Micah, uh, are are you look at that? Are you doing that? <laughs> are you? Doing, it's I like, would never. <laughs> <laughs> I, I <laughs> okay all right what, what was that what was it called in top gun that was called um that was called international relations or something yeah, yeah like that's that? right foreign relations foreign yeah relations. yeah yeah <laughs> that's funny well hey we got a great guest in the studio today with us he's a friend of mine he's been a long time political uh ally he's doing some great stuff in the blue area of marion county which is indianapolis oh i used to live there i know so he's fighting the good fight for uh for people who uh you know really need good conservative values down there so john schmitz welcome to the show my friend nice to have you well this is great being on someone else's show for once and being able to spew out my opinions but usually as i'm a host that's right i, I I don't have to give my opinion and get all the hate mail. So. I am uh, I'm on your show occasionally. Yes. <laughs> and uh, you have tell us about your show. What show do you have? Okay, yeah, we do the Mouthwash Talk Show. It's a political talk show and people say, "Ah, well, did you get that name Mouthwash?" Well, that I there was no other names available. So I'm just like going <laughs> through there. I said, "Well, it's got something to do with the mouth and Mouthwash was wide open, believe it or not. <laughs> got the Gmail, got the Twitter, got all the stuff. So it was that's how the You're name telling came me up. Mouthwash on Twitter wasn't already taken? Nope. I mean, it was basically ad mouthwash was on when you Google it. It was just mouthwash. So I'm like, wow, it's wide open. Holy so smokes. The, That's amazing. Stuff. Yeah. You I know, know you think about like, like uh, some of the, the websites that people have gotten, the domain names that are like genius. If you could just get that one. Like I think camera.com like went sky high. Really? Oh, that's yeah. great. There was so, no line for mouthwash. So when Listerine wow. comes calling. <laughs> that's right. You I'm, sell yeah. that bad yeah, boy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, we got, yeah you never you get some sponsors for, yeah, for shows, but sometimes, you know, on a political show, you've got to be careful because you can offend half of the country right now if you were the wrong politic <laughs> that's right? right yeah <laughs> so yes that is very true and speaking of offending half the country you just offended uh some people earlier here in the last maybe a week or so ago tell us about the aclu battle that you're uh that yeah, you had yeah this is uh this one's uh very interesting and i i'm fairly careful on choosing my battles on how how much I go after somebody, but there's, we have some bills in the legislature right now that are basically protecting our children from smut, from porn, from predators, from groomers, from all these things. And, uh, this is the first time they've tried to run these things through before, but this is the first time it's focused on minors and certain issues. So if you come out against these things, we sort of know where you stand. So I'm, uh, going after ACLU pretty hard on Twitter and uh, I actually uh, serve with a, a nonprofit down in their parking lot. We serve homeless people uh, on, uh, on Sundays at 3 p.m. So they decided, instead of coming and talking to me about this, they decided to kick this individual off of their lot. 
and who uh, you work with, who I work with, uh, to serve homeless people, to serve homeless, our homeless friends on the street. We've been serving there for seven years. I've been with this organization for four and a half years, uh, every Sunday, 3 p.m., pretty much on time. And what uh, do you do? You give them food, blankets, we, stuff. It's, it's, it's like a little church. We have a little church system, a, a, a service. Uh, I've actually given the little sermon a couple times there, and we just uh, hand out food, and then we also hand out supplies. And about half of our crowd is people that can't afford food, but they have homes. And there's a lot of people that they don't have homes. They're yeah. just living on the street. So, And this is in the ACLU parking lot. Yep. Yep, right down, uh, right off the north split at Washington and Shelby, where it sort of all comes together. The there. ACLU is, uh, they pride themselves on being for the little guy, right? That's kind of, we'll fight for the little guy, yeah, but yeah. in this case, nope. No, the little guy is out of the lot. But, you know, the individual that has this group, and I'm not going to mention her name because she does not like the publicity, because this is, you know, she's yeah, serving not, Jesus. That's right, and, she know, just wants just to be the hands and feet, done. yeah. And uh, to go after her when she had no knowledge of what I was doing on Twitter is to me is so let's so so let me get this straight. So you were calling out the the ACLU in Indiana the last uh, few months has been leading this charge from the left to stop these bills that would keep porn out of the hands of minors in Indiana. So the ACLU is called it. They've labeled it a slate of hate is what they're calling it. So they're saying, you're hateful if you won't let libraries and teachers and adults give pornography to kids. So the ACLU is on that side. So you come out. Uh, my biggest thing was the uh, genital mutilation. The genital, okay. Yeah, so that, you, I mean, there's, yeah. there's several things. It's like, yeah. you know, the third graders and under, if they have uh, questions about this, the teachers aren't allowed to tell the parents. I mean, if you're a parent and your kid comes in and starts talking about stuff like that, I think it's a parent you'd want to know. Yeah. There's there's several bills of that nature. And yeah. they are, honestly, they're more symbolic because they're watered down. I mean, what is the punishment for these? There's not really any. Not really any. Yeah. So, you know. It's, like, just, it's just giving parents a, a leg to stand on in this culture. And so the ACLU is against it. You obviously are pro-parent. You're pro uh, making children. protected children. I mean, You're against pornography being in the hands of kids. Okay, which any rational person in America should be against that. But the ACLU, nope, they're not. They're on the other side. So now you're serving the homeless in their parking lot. They they don't like you because you are saying we shouldn't have porn in little kids hands and they're saying no we want porn in little kids hands and to get back at you they kick out this homeless ministry that's serving the homeless in their parking lot oh my gosh like way to go aclu the worst I, nathan the aclu i've said for many years is the most destructive the the most dangerous nonprofit organization that we have in america would you disagree with that no. <laughs> no. Well, I, this I, Nathan I, dominates I, the show. No, I mean, Mike, yeah. I don't know why you even have him. Yeah, you know, oh, honestly, talk. thanks for saying that, man. That's what all of our all of our different writers to the show, they tell us that, that Micah, you know, That's not finds true. that I dominate the show. Who writes to the show? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Who writes? No. Oh, they uh, will now. We don't even they have an email. <laughs> we don't even have an email for the show. Um no, I, I mean, I think the ACLU always sides on the wrong side of everything. It's the most anti-American organization in America. <laughs> and, and you know, the, the fact that they would stand with those that mutilate children and, and, and then, you know, they 
get on the side of, oh, in liberal politics, we care about the homeless situation. We, we, we feel everything. You don't feel. As soon as it's politically expedient to, to, to kick off a, a group of people trying to do good in society, uh, they, they don't care about anything but power. That's what they care about. Yeah, and I think, honestly, they cater to this, I, I guess we call it the woke crowd maybe. Uh, that's where they get their funding. That's where they get their yeah. money. Uh, yeah. The emotion, if you can get somebody emotional about any topic, you can make a lot of money off of them because they will fork out the money. You know, they will, you know, this is my fight. This is my cause. Uh, and, you know, I'm not really that, I'm not as aggressive. I mean, on this one, I've been real aggressive as far as, protecting our children. I do substitute teaching. I had fourth graders a week ago. I had seventh graders. And I don't, I don't think people realize what our school systems like now and what kids are going through and what teachers are going through. And I think that's another, that's a crisis that's very close on a horizon of losing teachers, of classrooms that are out of control, of just runaway train. We have vouchers. People are pulling out their kids. I mean, it, it is, it's it's going to be a crisis. It's just when when's it going to happen? Yeah, no, that's good. That's a good point. It, uh, yeah, I was going to say in Anderson, uh, I'm pretty sure if I remember the story correctly, there was one school that lost like 17 teachers in a day, and it was because they could not control the classrooms because you you empty the ability to discipline children when their parents don't discipline them, and then society can't discipline them, you know. Then, then people end up in jail. I mean, that's what's ultimately going to happen to people who who can't uh, submit to to discipline. Somebody's going to discipline them down the road. But we're losing total control of the schools, and so parents are like, "Hey, let's let's abandon ship and then move to any other form of education they can get away with." Yeah. Well, and you know, I know some homeschooled kids, and we have more of those now that are coming of age. And I know a couple that are in their twenties now and they're like sharp. They're, you know, they're not somebody think, well, all they did was learn something from mom and dad. They're not real bright, but these kids, they're well taught their, their thought processes are good. Their critical thinking is great and makes you wonder what's, what are we really supposed to be teaching in our schools? And, you know, I, I sub in, well, I'm not going to say where I'm subbing because I'll probably kick me out. <laughs> That's but right. I'm a, known, the, I'm a known troublemaker. You'll you know? get the ACLU <laughs> you know? being like, yeah. call that school. I'll get ready to get that yeah. one anyway. Yeah. But there is, in the two uh, school districts that I sub in, there is at least 100 openings every day. Wow. And sometimes I'll go and they'll give me two classes because they have to combine, have Holy to get creative. Smokes. So think about it. If you come into your, if you come into your church on every Sunday and you don't know if Nathan's going to show up and Nathan doesn't know if you're going to show up. I never know Nathan's going to show up. You're going to have, wait a second, our, our children's <laughs> minister didn't doesn't show. really need me. <laughs> I know, I can tell that by this. I, just, I got your back, Nathan. I, got I appreciate that. Right. So we, we don't have a children's person. This, so I just put them in the church right now. You got screaming babies and kids yeah. running around. It, 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 that wears thin. That's crazy. It wears thin. And I can notice that on these teachers. They are so grateful when a sub comes in. And I know you guys are pastors, right? You got time off? So you got time during the day to do stuff. You need to go out there and sub. We only work on Sundays. Yeah. Right. Everybody- yeah, right. Yeah. It's 24 <laughs> 7. I, I already know that. That's why I'm not a pastor. I can't do it. But, uh, you know, and one of the things that I would say is, you know, our legislators, they need to go sub. 
I think yeah, it should be, be in great. the contract at least three times a year. You got to go sub yeah. somewhere. That, that'd be awesome. And Can you write that bill? That would be amazing, actually. That's a great idea, John. Uh, yeah. It would be, yeah. they would fight it tooth and nail. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure they would. I, lo- I love I it. I mean, yeah. they, they'd say, I had second graders like three days in a row. Okay. And about the third day, after about the fourth time the other teachers came in and told us to calm down, I thought, wow, what? <laughs> how did they get so wild? I just had them three days. And I'm like, you know, I'm a kid. We're running around. We're screaming. Oh, I got, funny. we're doing math relays. I got the class divided in half and we got a whiteboard up there and whoever can do the problems fast. It's getting louder and louder. Oh, that's and, fun, man. And so I'm thinking, oh, so, and I teach a couple of times and the, and the class gets a little louder. As a, and so one of the teachers says, well, they, they feed off of your energy. I'm like, oh, cause I go in and the, cl- and the teachers are talking like Charlie Brown's teacher. Okay, everybody sit down and don't move around. Bueller. Yeah. Bueller. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Bueller. So, uh, but you know, kids are crazy. I mean, I know I was. I have to apologize yeah. to all my teachers for my ADHD because I was crazy. You know. Well, the John Dewey system of public education in America is literally doing what it was designed to do, and that's to dumb down the electorate. It's to it's to basically teach people what to think as opposed to how to think. And we've gotten away from that. We send our, our kids to a, a classical Christian school, a Latin-based school. And that's been really amazing to see because they teach kids how to critically think. And they, they go through all the classics. They go through Plato. They're teaching them Aristotle. I mean, at a young age, kindergarten, first grade. And they're, they're, it's amazing. But that's what American education used to be before the early 1900s. And it was, it was biblically founded. It was, it was the truth, the objective truth. You would find it in God's word. You would go to God's word in the classroom. And teachers would teach from a biblical perspective. And classes were orderly. Kids were learning. They were actually growing in their in their mental capacity. And now we just had a school board member come into our biblical citizenship class last Monday night, and she said she said she was at a safety training for teachers, uh, like it was a bunch of schools from Central Indiana, and and essentially the whole point was teachers can't even begin to think about teaching because they're too busy dealing with fights with mental illness issues with classroom disruptions they can't even begin to teach and that's because we have we have gone away from what our founders believed was right when it came to educating in the classroom and it's all over the ACL like it's organizations like the ACLU who have kicked biblical truth out of schools and then they want to be like well it wasn't our fault it's not our fault it's it's more the conservatives fault i'm like you guys are the reason everything is sucking in america right now did you did you ever uh go to a like a one room schoolhouse when you were a kid uh i no okay so here's the thing i on the way home to michigan if when i take the back roads to where my parents live there is an amish community Mm-hmm. There is a one-room white schoolhouse that looks like it's right out of why did it have to be li- white little house on the prairie because <laughs> because they're Amish. There are no black Amish. I've never in a million years seen a black person who's Amish. I'm sorry, that's not racist. I'm just saying that doesn't doesn't that exist? I'd love to find that person. But but the they have one room and you would see kids sitting at the class and like in their desk and the teachers up at the chalkboard teaching. And I drive by. It's like I'm going by a little house on the prairie set. It's amazing. Yeah. When I was a little kid, uh, we grew up in, I grew up in Pittsburgh. And so there was a lot of revolutionary history. I mean, that area goes back to French and Indian war and all of those different things. So there was a place called Meadowcroft Village and we would go there and they had a one room schoolhouse and we would all sit in there. But I remember specifically where the bad kids sat. (laughs) 
And I happened to be asked by my teacher that day because I was typically the bad kid. Um, <laughs> if I would like to see where bad kids would sit back then. And I said, Oh yeah, sure. And so I had to sit up on a stool in the corner of a room and they put a dunce cap on me. Love it. And I was wondering how politically correct that would be today. I think it'd I wonder, be amazing. I wonder well, how many kids. <laughs> I have a long line. Okay, your five yeah. seconds is up. Or you're yeah. going to go sit down in the dunce cap seat. You'd have to have 18 dunce caps in the yeah, room. No, I, I think you could turn this into a history lesson. I mean, they used to put people in stockades. So I would say in the lunchroom, you have a stockades. And if somebody screws up, just put them in there. You know, we got extra food. And throw yeah, yeah, now, yeah, I'm yeah. probably going to come at me. And tomatoes. That's so, funny. I, you're right. They're going to ask for you never to sub again. Yeah, they are, so, they uh, they don't let me. I'll tell you what, though. I, you know, I know all the bad stuff to do because I did it, but you let me be in charge of a school and don't, no parameters come back in a year. And I'll tell you what, those kids will be marching to a, a different beat of respect and discipline. But, you know, when if you I, have any job openings right now, yeah, yeah. we're you taking gotta, applications. We're, we're, we're taking I'll take all your misfits. <laughs> I want all your worst kids. Oh. You, you make your, take your whole school roster, take your 10 worst kids. I'll take, I'll take a hundred of them. It's amazing. I'll take 10 times 10 on that. And I promise you that we'll get it straightened out. Yes, but hey, don't you, you question have, my methods. Don't you, question oh yeah, my yeah. methods. You right? have to be able to talk to kids about worth, right? Mm. You have to be able to talk to them about concepts that are truth. And, you know, I, I, I went to a Christian school growing up. And so for our teachers to talk to us about the love of God, and this is who you are in, in Jesus Christ, you know, those were words of life. How do you how do you minister to broken hearts? Did you catch the um, thing I posted it on on uh, Facebook either today or yesterday? But it was a Fox News article about all the kids that were fainting after uh, in in a high school because they were playing around with a Ouija board. They walked into a room. There's 11, 11 kids laid out uh, on the floor. They were fainting over this thing, and I'm like, hmm. Now there's something that would not normally happen that we're teaching divination and playing around with witchcraft, but they're teaching it in schools and it literally is making the news of the demonic that's going on in our schools. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, they, and then, you know, the Bible says what's right is wrong and what's wrong is right. When we yeah. know that there's issues and, you know, I mean, we're based, we're to the basics really on this stuff. I mean, you know, one thing I've noticed about kids is if you show them the attention and spend time, it makes a lot of lot of difference, and what I say, you know, just every place I've been, the teachers are saints. I mean, they are there. This is no fault of their own. This is an administration issue. It is a curriculum issue. I mean, some of the curriculum I've seen is like this is like 1950 stuff. I mean, that we're not in 1950s now. Most of them have computers. I mean, they're, you know, but they still do curriculum that's from you know, a long time ago. It's, and I had to teach SEL the other day. I was like, wow, really social, emotional learning. And it was fourth graders. And we sat in a little circle and, uh, we were, uh, the, I had seven questions. I made it through, didn't even make it through around the circle with one question, but it was about values. It was like, okay, when you were little, what values do you have that you still have when you're bigger, when you're older? And then what values did you have when you're littler that you don't have now? I explained values to them three times before, and they never really got it. They said, oh, when I was little, I was tall. I mean, short. Now that I'm bigger, I'm tall. I said, well, that's a height value, but that's not what we're really talking about as far as that goes. So our kids 
at age four, I think, I mean, in the fourth grade, I think would say, hey, don't be mean to your classmate. That's a pretty good value. I mean, let's be nice to people and let's stand in line and not talk. And uh, the elementary schools are very much more disciplined than that as far as walking in a line, be quiet. But it's, it's just very interesting how stuff has changed since the 50 years I was in elementary yeah. school i mean when i'm this old i watched the lunar landing live in our class amazing love so it it's, I, I wonder though you know i'm uh, i i want to believe that teachers are just phenomenal but when teachers are in bed with the you know with the nea you know or yeah when, when they're when they're being led and getting their marching orders from from there where they're being told this is what you're going to teach you know i i get concerned that not every teacher you know i and i not even say that not every teacher is is as benevolent as maybe we want to believe that they are but there there is a great place of wicked indoctrination in the public schools the public schools are out of control and at what point do you go, this is a colossal disaster. We have to get back to not trying to teach them values, but teach them just basic reading, writing, and arithmetic. Get them back to that. I, I don't I don't want my kid to go and get indoctrinated. I want them to learn to read, learn to do the math. Learn to, and I do want them to learn history, but I don't want you to tell your skew on history that now is poisoning their mind towards being an American. Yeah, and I could see that so easily. So the last class I taught in was history, and we talked about the atomic bomb on Hiroshima. And the question was, was it uh, moral to drop the bomb on Hiroshima, or was it not? You have to defend that. Now, you know, this was, uh, you know, I had a, a, a student teacher in there that was pretty much leading the class, so it was very easy for me to do this class this day. And she did not put her bias in there, which would have been so easy to say, oh, we were a bunch of murderers and we killed women and children and tell those kids that, oh, this is what you need to think. But no, she allowed them to defend their position. And, and it was about the half the class would say, oh, that was just too much. And the other class said, well, we got, you know, that's what they got. But the problem was it was more of a revenge than it was, why did we do it? Yeah. We did it to keep the end the war and to yeah. save actually save lives and but they were like yeah, if we, we got to get them back they bombed the pro yeah <laughs> no it was it was estimated that if we didn't drop the bombs on japan and we would we would eventually had to have invaded japan and there were they they estimated a million american lives were, were going to be lost yeah. if we had to actually invade uh japan's homeland and, and all yeah. that all that was very fairly accurate i mean i was only 20 years before I was born. So it wasn't that long ago. I remember hiding under our desks for the nuclear, yeah, you know, right, that right. desk is going to protect you from that nuclear explosion. <laughs> I mean, it was the best thing ever. Right? It was like, Hey, get under the desk. Here get comes on, the bomb. Get under the de- You're all going to melt, <laughs> yeah. but that desk yeah. will then, protect you. Then La- Raiders of the lost Ark came out. Yeah. I'm like, wow. Okay. That desk is gone too. Okay. That's <laughs> hilarious. Uh, well, no, I, I remember um, to your point on education, like, you know, Nathan and John, both, you're just both saying like, the 
system is broken. We know what can fix it, but we're not allowed to bring it. I was talking to one of my wife's cousins. She's a teacher up in Tipton, Indiana. She she messaged me and she said um, she said why why do you hate teachers so much? <laughs> I was like I don't hate <laughs> teachers. I actually I love teachers. I think teachers are you know ninety nine percent of the teachers that I've ever met are really truly good people. It's not like they got into teaching because they they wanted to indoctrinate kids. I think they themselves might have been indoctrinated in some in some capacities and they don't know that they're indoctrinating kids. But the majority of it's kind of like police officers. Government empl- employees, a police officer, 99% of police officers are really good dudes, right? There's there's absolutely the bad apples. Same thing is true for the government employees that are teachers. 99% of them probably are good. But I told her, I said, she's a Christian. I said, uh, I, I said, you know the answer to the cancer of these kids' hearts. You know why they're struggling with depression. You know why they're dealing with suicide. You know why all of this is happening and it's spiritual, And she said, yeah, I agree with that. And I said, and you know the answer. And the answer is Jesus. She says, yes, I agree with that too. I said, the system will not allow you to give the antidote to the cancer that these kids have in their lives. It won't let you give it to them. That should tick you off so much. And she said to me, she said, well, I don't have to tell them about Jesus. I can show them Jesus. (laughs) And I said, you don't know God's word because God's word says the power of life and death is in the tongue. If you can't speak Jesus to these kids, if you cannot speak the life that God is calling them to live, they will not, they won't, they won't get out of their cancer. Yeah. And you know, so much of, of what has happened is just such a departure from where we began. And that's why you have to go back and show them. I liked what you did a couple of weeks ago uh, here at the Noblesville campus where you wrote, or you, you read to the people the proclamation that was made by uh, Abraham, Abraham Lincoln, Lincoln uh, that had to do with fasting and prayer and, and, and a day of humiliation before the Lord, you you showed that to them. When you see, okay, the Congress says this, we understand these truths, you know, and he kind of lays out that we understand we're under Almighty God and that the scriptures are valuable to us. I mean, here's a statement of Congress that they're not yeah. in argument to. No, the and Senate. Then, and then the president says these words. Yeah. And this is the 16th president of the United States, by the way, who was homeschooled, self-taught, you know, and yeah. and and uh, was, was the greatest president. Most people don't even argue with this. He's the greatest president of all. Um, but but he learned from the word of God, could quote it backward and forward. But, but to say that this, which is where we began, is not acceptable now, how could we not be able to do it when we started that way? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know. Everything that they did in building the nation, uh, that's illegal now. You know, like that makes no sense. We should be able to come back and go, the, the, the result, you know, you talk about that divination article. It, it talked about that these kids were fainting over anxiety. We have kids that are riddled with anxiety. They, 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 they are constantly feeling, they're cutting themselves. They're taking drugs to medicate this stuff. They don't know what peace is. And all we have to do, are you care about people? Bring them back to truth. And, and the fact that we can't do this, we have exchanged the truth of God for a lie. And God's like, well, let's see how that works out for you. Yeah, the, the world. We're going to let the world do this. Well, you know, and, and, you know, we keep, it seems like we keep getting, you know, leadership that's worse and worse and worse. 
But you know, the the question before we got down to this was, when's this going to change? I, I think it's going to be sooner than you think, uh, because there's going to be a teacher crisis that we're going to see a teacher's crisis in the next two years. It's probably going to wake a lot of stuff up. You can pay somebody all the money in the world. Uh, and that only is a temporary fix, but until systematic changes get made, this is going to continue to spiral down and be a problem. So, uh, you heard it here first. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I hate to be the bearer of bad yeah. news, but you know, it, 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 sometimes it's too late when it's too late, it's too late. Right. Yeah. yeah. Micah, I've heard you say that one of the great things about COVID was that it got parents eyes back on education. Yeah. And they became very dissatisfied with what they saw. And and so there are good things that come from wicked things. And it may be that we've re-engaged the family. It may be that people are waking up to go, this is, I mean, and you think about everything that gets called conspiracy theory that turns out to be right. Conspiracy fact. Right, yeah. And, <laughs> right. and, and you know, at what, at what point, like, I thought it was interesting. I was listening to Chris Hodges yesterday. I'm sitting in a mentoring meeting with him. Okay. And, um, and Chris Hodges said, you know, we've been praying since COVID that people would come back to the Lord, come back to church. He says, well, they're coming. He, everybody right now, all the churches, and I don't, I don't know if this, this is uh, just in that network, but he's saying everybody's seeing an uptick in attendance. And I'm looking at Life Church, and I'm going, yeah, yeah we're growing too. Definitely yeah. an uptick in attendance. The people have uh, there's a spiritual hunger. Yep. To your point, it's awakening. Right? There's an yeah. awakening. There's something happening. And a lot of times, revivals happen with young people. You know, don't be surprised if a yeah, Bible you know. were to happen in a high school. Yeah, that could happen. But you know, we we are seeing it on the college campuses, and I just wonder if we're at a breaking point where people, you know, uh, did did I hear right? Did you hear about New York and them putting up um, a, a, a a statue of Astrith? Yeah, yeah, on, yeah, on top of the building. Yeah. Yeah, it was this, yeah, demonic. Did I, uh, did I hear Jonathan Kahn talking about that? Yeah, and so, and then there's also, you have uh, the bowl outside of uh, outside of Wall Street is also a statue to Baal, because that's what Baal was. He was, he was the all-powerful God in ancient Israel, and he was, whenever they would make an image of him, he was in a bowl. And now outside of Wall Street, the all-powerful dollar, where that where everything happens with the all-powerful dollar, they put the a statue of a bull. So, but Baal was the all-powerful god. Then you had Moloch, which was the god of child sacrifice, and then you had Astrith, who was the sexual, the goddess of uh, sexual uh, Venus, yeah, Aphrodite. Yeah, and yeah. so so those three gods were the main gods of the that destroyed ancient Israel, and those three gods have returned to the, to the United States in in full force and. Yes, New York just put up a statue of the goddess of Astrid. on top of one of the yeah one the of the major yeah. the major courthouses or yeah. something like yeah. that. Yeah, uh, there's a you know an exodus of a lot of these places that are like that. Unfortunately, they're coming to beautiful cities like ours. Yeah, right. And then they seriously, you think, okay, we left that because we didn't like it, but let's take it to this other yeah. place. They're and like rats, do that. man. They're just it's like a cancer that just keeps going and destroying everything. It, yeah, everything. It, yeah, it just so. Uh, Micah, you're on the a library board somewhere. Right? <laughs> yeah, I know man, you're yeah. supposed to be doing the interviews here. No, yeah. So, so have you seen evidence of uh, any 
of these books and things? Because a lot of people on this list, well, there's no evidence of that. Why would you need a law? Why do we need a law? Where's the evidence? I said, well, first of all, you can't do the evidence because I'll be arrested if yeah. I show you the evidence. Yeah, That's right, right. Ah, so. Oh, I love it whenever the, the parents are reading to yes. the school board members from the books and then they're told that that's too graphic you can't say that in a school board meeting oh but we can put that in a library for our little ones to yeah. yeah there was actually a six-year-old or an eight-year-old or somebody yeah. reading to them that that the smart and it was like yeah. i didn't watch the video I yeah just it was saw up in, it was up in maine yeah yeah it was like wow, yeah wow. no i've seen i've literally seen the books uh there was one book that was just it was so graphic it's hard to even like you know, even, you'll be arrested. Yeah, I know. Calm and down. honestly, even saying it here, I got to get my beat button ready. But they they mentioned the f word two hundred forty times, which was the which was not even the grossest thing of this book. But it's very much a book about uh, sex uh, and uh, gay sex specifically uh, with minors. So, and that was in the that was in the teen section. So people would say, "Oh, well, teenagers they." They need. They're asking all these questions. Listen, I don't care who you are. This is like Jared from Subway kind of stuff. Like this is pedophilia times a hundred, you know. And so Subway will <laughs> never live that down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know, right? That Honestly, a, yeah, that and, was a bad one. And, and and but yet here we. And here's the thing that with the library board, the you know I've got there's some good people on the library board and people on the left. There's a there's a few kind of leftist quote unquote, and they're they're nice people, but. I'm like, guys, do you recognize they'll, they'll always they'll always vote down our ability to move these books from the kids and teen section. Now we have a conservative majority, so we do it anyway, but they're they're in lockstep against this. And I'm thinking to myself, you guys are you're okay with a book like that falling into the hands of a 13-year-old. Well, 13-year-olds have freedom of speech. No, they don't. That's a lie. I want everyone to know. If you're under the age of 18, you do not have a right to the to constitutional protections. Your parents do, and then they dole them out to you. And if you want to say I'm wrong, ask yourself this question. Does a 13-year-old have a Second Amendment right? Do they have a driver's license? Do they have a driver's Well, <laughs> and that's driver's license isn't even a, a fundamental right. I know, uh, but, but I'm just saying. But yeah, like right. We, okay, they can't buy a gun until they're 21. Exactly. They can't uh, vote until you're 18. So, so but the, they yeah. want to change the law so that a 25-year-old is not held uh, responsible for, for capital murder. murder. <laughs> is that crazy? Because, they're, because their brain isn't fully oh, developed. Yeah. But, but, you know, like I, I heard somebody say the other day, your, your, your ages on all this stuff, it makes zero sense. You're completely not rational. If a 25-year-old can't be held accountable for capital murder, then why would you allow a 12-year-old to determine they want to cut their penis off? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like they both have guns involved, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's nonsensical. This is why I love the day and age that we live in because it's so easy to make fun of the left because of how dumb they are, and they hate it. They hate it when you mock them. They absolutely hate it, it is but it's also frighteningly scary if you're raising kids in this world like, that's true i'll tell you what uh the other day they had chris rock chris rock comes out with his comedy show called um selective uh you know something some selective selectively angry about something that was kind of the <laughs> idea um and um and and so they were talking about it and everybody was praising him because he, in the last couple of minutes, he goes after Will Smith for what happened 
at that. Yeah, the that, slap heard around the world. The slap heard around the world. Get my right? wife's name out of your peeping mouth. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, and, <laughs> Thanks people, for that and people seem like they have to pick a side. Am I going to be on team, you know, Will Smith and Jada Smith? I'm going to be on Chris Rock, you know, side. And so I hear everybody talking about that. And even the conservative commentators that I was listening to were like, oh, yeah, Chris Rock did a good thing. So, I did something I normally would never do. I'm going to, I'm going to get the ACLU is going to come on, after you. On, watch on, out <laughs> on Netflix. I'm going to watch this thing. Okay. Uh, I'm going to, did you, did no, you I, didn't, I didn't watch, no, it. I didn't watch it's on, it. It's on Netflix. I don't it was, watch film. It was, film it was like num- that. well, let me tell you something. It was, you definitely need to take a bath. After this. <laughs> <laughs> the, the amount of cussing was, oh, was unbelievable. But if you took that out, literally they got to the point about killing children and he's making an argument that we should absolutely, you know, he's like, it is, is abortion murder? Absolutely. It's a murder. He, he says this okay. right now you have to determine at what point is he making fun of something, you know, but he's basically saying, I think I should have a card where at the end of this, after your 20th, I get a free smoothie, right? He's talking about the killing of children and he talks about the killing of children, not just babies. He's talking about them up to four years of age. Right. Uh, and cause he's like, Oh yeah, you're, you, you know, you're going to, we're going over to the clinic cause you've been bad. Right. And like, like you're going to kill him after the fact, but to listen to people laugh about the murder of children. So not knowing it, my daughter decided she, she had heard the same thing. So she's up at college. She decides she's going to turn this thing on and she's listening to this. And, uh, you know, you talk about the conversations, the ethics questions that go back and, and forth in kids' heads, you know, about the about the uh, the atom bomb and yep. take a position. And so my daughter's 19. She's in first year at, at a Christian university. And um, so she's listening to this. And she was just totally disgusted with what she heard. And then and then all these people laughing about this. And uh and so I, I was I was listening to this. My son also, he's 20, 22, he's listening to this. Just the frustration and the the sickness that we felt. Like I want to tell you, taking a bath, Micah, I'm, I'm I'm not kidding, man. It was the most vile, disgusting thing. So if you're gonna try and say, well, Will Smith is is bad and Chris Rock is good, the vileness of what we're dealing with in our society, I don't know how it gets lower than where it is like i mean you'll literally start to see where it goes you're going to start seeing the left pushing for things like you got a down syndrome child that's two years old you can you can end their life it's more humane to end their life that's what you're gonna you're gonna start seeing that i promise yeah we had virginia yeah whenever they were passing that tried to pass the law that now you could kill your child if it survived an abortion where you tried to kill it and the lawmakers of virginia were high-fiving each other going down the aisles that they had done this yeah we are that was uh uh, governor blackface uh ralph north remember yeah yeah oh Oh, he can wear blackface he's a democrat no problem yeah yeah jimmy kimmel can do it too we we are at a point where where how does it get much worse i'll tell you i tell you one of the things is you know you get so frustrated you get angry yeah and then you don't want to come off as that angry oh they're just always angry but when you're you know fighting for our morality and our humanity and and these things sometimes you gotta you know you gotta get a little Righteous, righteous angry. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, this is Jesus, sex and politics. And, you know, we pretty much covering all that, but you know, a lot of the stuff, you know, you'll hear people that are 
they're not really religious or whatever. They'll use Jesus against you. Well, Jesus didn't do that. You're a Christian. Jesus w- didn't do anything like that. You know, I thought you were supposed to be, you know, or the Matthew 5, 6 or whatever. That is, don't be like the hypocrites and go out and pray on the streets and blah, 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 and be seen by everybody and all that. It's yeah. like, you know, they're, they're good at using those things to try to make you look foolish. Judge not lest ye be judged. You'll, yeah. you'll hear that one when they don't know the context of that at all. Well, and they make the argument about something that is, that's foolish, that that's not what the real argument is about. It's sleight of hand. Yeah. yeah, it's it's to you Deception. know in, instead of this sin, which is vile and wicked, the Lord says it's an abomination of the Lord. Cast your eyes over here at fat people, right? Who who eat too much? We're not talking about the same thing here, but we're going to make the argument. You know, I don't I don't hear you talk enough about gluttony. Okay, that, that's 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 sleight of hand when you don't know theology. And that's where all of our kids are today. They, they don't know the first thing about theology and right thinking to build the platform for all knowledge. If, the, if, if, if you're saying that the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord and you have no concept of the Lord, then what are we really? We're educated idiots. Yeah. No, knowing a bunch of stuff, but not knowing anything. You strain at a gnat and swallow a camel is, is, is the concept here. That's where we're at you can't begin to build real sense without foundations. And the foundation to, the, to, to what we're supposed to understand about Christian society is Christ. He's, he's the bedrock. Everything makes sense when built upon him, but you build everything else. And when the rains come, it's all going to collapse. Yeah, the world's built on the sand. Yeah, and it's right. like, and it ever shifts, and, it's, and they, move the, they move the meaning, they move this, they go to that. Uh, and, you know, uh, it seems like, you know, we're at a point now, and a lot of people would argue, well, this is end of times. We're at end of times. But, you know, it, it, it talks about there's been many birthing pains, and there's a long time. I mean, the, the Israelites were in Egypt for 400 years. You know, this could go on for a much longer time. This could be just the very start of how bad it's going to get. Uh, and obviously, it's, you know, it's God's, you know, God's going to allow this to happen. People say, well, if God's so powerful, why does he not just come down and crush Satan? Well, that's a good question. Do you know the answer to that? Yeah, he's already done it. He already, yeah, he already crushed it. But he's still it. letting him go around. Well, because, time. and I, this is a great question, uh, it's because of free will. God is the God of liberty. And free will, he's not going to He's not going to step in front of the free will he's given you and me. If we want to do something stupid, he's going to say, don't do that. But he's not going to stop you necessarily. He'll try everything possible to make sure you don't do that but at the end of the day if you want to reject god and go be an idiot he's the god of freedom if he were to stop you or the or people wicked people from doing evil we would not be free free have a bunch of ai people that's right we'd be we'd be robots and god loves liberty yeah one of the things too is you know god can't do evil yeah so he has to have an agent so satan's the agent to be able to, to you know, because basically God allows Satan to do what he does. Well, and because he could stop Satan from coming and getting either one of all of us if, you know. And it's all about authority, too, because, you know, man, God gave man the earth. Okay. That was, it was our place to rule and reign, right? Man gave the authority over to the devil. So it wasn't God giving the devil any authority. It was man because Adam and Eve turned it over to the devil when they sinned. So now the devil rules and reigns the earth. Okay. Well, that's going to be a bad, that's going to be a bad place to live. Well, uh, uh, 4,000 years later, Jesus comes on the scene, 
and steps in and says, you know what? There is not one righteous that can, that there's no man that can take back the authority because man is all fallen. So God becomes flesh. He then, as a man, takes back the authority because he's the only one powerful and, and holy to do it. He takes back that authority. So now that's when Jesus says, all authority in heaven and earth has now been given to me. I've got the authority again. Now I'm giving it to you. Go back and start taking back what the enemy has done over these 4,000 years. So the last 2,000 years, we've been in the process of taking back what the enemy has stolen. Now in America, it looks like we're losing but globally, we're not. And, and I do believe even in America, we are taking ground. But one, one place the church has abandoned in America, which makes it look like we're losing, is government. We have given government over to the devil for the last 60 years. The church has bought into the lie of separation of church and state, that the church doesn't have a place in government, which is a complete lie. The founders never the once... establishment clause. Yes. Totally... Never once did they even reference the phrase separation of church and state in any of our founding documents. It wasn't until 1802 in a letter that Thomas Jefferson wrote to a pri private letter to the Danbury Connecticut Baptist Association. And he said, Hey, there's a wall of separation of church and state. The government's not going to come in and tell you what to teach. You're fine. And a Supreme court justice in the 1940s said, Oh, because Thomas Jefferson in a private letter wrote this, he must've meant that when he wrote the declaration of independence, he must've meant that when, when, uh, he was around the guys that all that wrote the, the, the constitution and James Madison, when James Madison penned the constitution, he must've met that. It was a complete blood, just a, just a jacked up way to interpret what Thomas Jefferson was saying. And it wasn't even in our original documents, but I will tell you, John, we are in this place because the church has abandoned its duty to steward our government. So if we want to see America go down the right path and be healed, Christians and pastors and churches alike will have to get involved in government. And I know they don't want to. I know it hurts them to think about that. Pastors are out there being like, oh, I don't want to be political. Oh my gosh, politics. Oh no, no, no. God loves Democrats too. I hear that all the time from pastors. God, yes, he does love Democrats too. But Democrat policies, he hates them because they're wicked and their policies, like you were saying, Nathan, they're policies that that push things like infanticide, which is absolutely wicked and yeah, an they, abomination. They lost, they, when, you know, like I said, I'm not very outspoken on a lot of different things. You know, if you're 18 plus, go live your life, giddy up, get up, whatever. But when you start, you know, manipulating children that really aren't developed enough, that's where, you know, yeah. my thing is like, let's keep kids innocent as long as they can, because this world is going to, yeah. you know, affect them. Uh, so, you know, you are an outspoken pastor with politics and, uh, you've been able to balance that. I mean, you have your haters out there. I see those haters. I am. But, uh, I mean, how... They're all Nathan's haters. They just trickle over oh, yeah. to me. I don't no, see Mike, nobody Mike, get in. Mike, Maybe I need to start following. No, Mike, Micah loves to talk to him. I'm like, I'm too busy to do this. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's two policies there. It's like, hey, confront them or not. But, yeah, that's funny. You know, it, it's... Uh, I mean, do you think that there are going to be more pastors come out on this because yes. you know the establishment clause basically says our country doesn't promote one religion one doctrine it one wasn't doctrine, even it yeah. wasn't even a religion it, our country is founded on christian values uh the founders knew that was christianity was the primary foundation of the republic that we have so even in the uh, the establishment clause they weren't saying it's christianity over islam or it, they're not saying they're not saying any, that it's just like then they, they they were saying that it, it was we are firmly christian we're not going to promote 
the Episcopalian worldview over the Baptist worldview or over the Methodist worldview. So that's what the Establishment Clause meant. It was not a, oh, we're going to accept uh, Satanism as part of our foundations of our nation. They would have wholly rejected Satanism being anywhere in the public square. They would have said that, and they would have said, nope, it's no place for it. It's wicked. It's evil. We're not going to accept that. And, And they would have said, because we are a Christian nation, not a not an atheist. And please remember, atheism is in itself a religion. Yes, it is. It is a faith, <laughs> yes, right? It is. it is absolutely a faith. You have to so have a lot of faith. Secularism, yep. So is humanism. That's There's right. There's a lot of isms. All of those are religions. They're all religions. So when you say, no, we need to be void of religion, you can't be void of religion in a culture. You pick your values based on what you believe, and that is your religion. So if you are a... If you're an atheist, if atheism's your your game as a nation, well, guess what? Nobody has value. Why? Because you're all just morphed frogs that have come up from the from Darwinism. Now, I, 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 I will say that <laughs> yeah, that is right. not the definition of religion when they wrote the Bill of Rights. The definition of the of the of the, of the word religion had to do with Christianity. That's right. They they were not wondering that, that did not apply to. To Islam, it didn't apply to Hinduism. Yep. Those things were not here at that time. Yep. So, you know, if if uh, if Jefferson is the first president to buy Quran. The, the the Quran, yeah. that that lets you know, right? That it's it's just a uh, you know people like to try and say, well, it's all religions. No, they were talking about Christianity. It's we even have songs and hymns and things like that. Give me that old time religion. It's not. It's it's very clearly Christianity. They used a word different, but everything has come and said, well, you know, can I practice this religion here? And Christianity, because of to your point that you just said, Micah, because God is into free will, that God. God permits us to do a lot of things. Christianity actually opens up and says, yeah, I mean, you can be free to be an idiot, you know, and we respect your right to I think I, I think I want to, I want to trade, I want to trade in my free will for a debit card free will. You know what I'm saying? So Where the Lord I, says, I want to have all that free. I yeah. The Lord I got, says, you know what? Uh, you're, you're idiot. Uh, you've, you've gone too far on your idiot uh, credit there. So we're going to rein you back yeah, in. That's, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. All I, you know, the debit card, all I got in my account, you know, I can't be, you know, do stupider things than I can. Well, think well of, right? can I tell you something? Yeah. God actually does have that level where he says, yeah, oh yeah, I just you listening. are you are full blown in debt mode, and it's called it's called pain, and God uses pain to try and get us to see. You look at our crime rates right now. Oh yeah, Indianapolis. Uh, is, yeah, look, it, yeah, I have. Yeah. Had I got to get saying, back to the hill because I think we had some issues there. But you know, geez. we haven't had homicides in a while, but we still have a little drug problem, and you know, a lot of a lot of places do. But you know, one thing, uh, you know, one thing I talked that about Christianity. You know, you look at the values that you look at the values that Jesus teaches, and, it, and let's just take let's take the Jesus out of the question. You just take those values and just put them on a piece of paper, put them on a thing, and you tell those to people, and you tell me you apply these values to your life, and tell me how it works out. Yeah. It works. It works every time, not yep. just sometimes. You know, and the the gospel preaches itself. Yeah. 
just go do it. Apply it and see what happens. I mean, we can read it, but application is the hard part. It's it's one of those things where I tell people who like, we don't want Christianity in our government. Get get out of here, preacher. I'm saying, okay, so what don't you like about Christianity? Well, we don't want your religion. Okay, my faith tells me I shouldn't murder people. My faith tells me I shouldn't steal from people. My faith tells me I shouldn't lie to people. My faith tells me not to covet my neighbor's things or have, a, have an affair with my neighbor's wife. My faith tells me that every single person in my community has great value. What don't you like about that and tell me what society would not be better off if we apply those values and they don't know what to say they're like oh, well you know we just we don't want everyone to be christians okay that's fine you're no one's going to force you to kneel before jesus but what i'm telling you is is tell me what are what about those values, values are wrong that you I, yeah you can't do it and you can't do it and well, anybody that is down a path of you know following christ you will have your personal experiences and they may be little things maybe big things but you will have no doubt that somebody's watching out for you and you'll have no doubt when you go when you take the make the right choice on your path that you've made the right choice you know sometimes it takes a minute but if you do not take that first step on the path you're not going to you, how, how do you know what's going to happen? Yeah. And so, you know, I, I would say to a lot of folks that, you know, we got these controversies with Fox News and CNN and uh, these talk radios and whatever. I'm just saying, how about you switch over to K-Love? Do the, do the K-Love channel so challenge for one month. But uh, oh, one yeah. thing I want to uh, give some shout, a shout out to uh, Jeremy Barrett. Uh, they, he started uh, a church in the back of our art center in a little thousand square foot area that we had some auto mechanics in. And he's a recovered addict. Uh, you know, they do re-entry, and he's doing revival, and he's got people. And he has been there about oh, two months now. And you talked about your church growing. It, his church is growing. I don't know Good. what I'm going to do. I'm at the building a church or something, but <laughs> he'll have to do multiple services. Yeah, he is. It's Fresh Fire Ministry. So if you're, if you're look up Fresh, Fresh Fire, Fire in Mars Hill. In Mars Hill. He cool. meets in the back of the art center. And uh, he came to me, and he they were getting kicked out of where they were or asked to leave. I don't think they were kicked out, but they it, their opportunity ran out. And I get people coming to me, and I try to help people. And people will come in and tell you, oh, I'm going to do all this and do that and do this. And most of the times, people don't do that. They just want to get their foot in the door. and then. Uh, but this guy, he went way above and beyond what he told me he was going to do. Uh, and... It's just amazing to see how he's growing that. He goes out in the neighborhood and talks to people. I mean, he is at fresh fire. I mean, he, this guy is on fire. And, you know, we, as uh, your seasoned Christians, you know, I mean, when we first, when you first see. You know, uh, excuse me. I am way younger than Nathan. So I do yeah, he not, said he had I do not resemble that remark there. But, but no, spiritually, no, no. I look you know, younger now than there's you. Two, there's two. You could be. You're younger, but I look younger. Yeah, you know, you could be 70 and just be walking hey, on you your go. first walk. Where did you put your walker? I saw you limping yeah. in here. Dude, I took ibuprofen today. I'm good. Yeah, I think he named uh, his walker. I think he named it Herschel. <laughs> you somebody will get that. But, you know, but you think about it. You know, spiritual walk, age has nothing to do with it. Yeah. You know, I mean, this, Jeremy is a perfect example. He's yeah. He's been through a hard life of drugs and, you know, almost dying. And, you know, most folks in this kind of recovery have had tremendous stories. Yeah. Uh, and yet he is, you know, do it, you know, doing this stuff. And I've just been very impressed with him and his dedication and his commitment because he told me he's going to do these things. 
And you know what? He did them. And not only did them, he's doing them more over. And it is such a blessing to our neighborhood because we're getting people that were out there, you know, living their addict life. And now they're coming into this church in the back of the Mars Hill Art Center yeah. in this alley. Love it. And it's just, it's, it's doing God, great. God, God takes the weak things of the world to confine confound oh, the strong. You that's know? that's he, a perfect thing to wind this up because that's what the person that got kicked out of the parking lot says. She was so glad that we are serving it, you know, in this parking lot, which is against the world. And here we are doing our thing. You know, God uses the foolish to, yep. to yeah. teach the he wise. Same, the foolish things. That's same right, thing. To confound it's, the yeah. wisdom of the wise. And, <laughs> and, and God will start little churches in, in, in the back of garages uh, if people have a hunger for the Lord, that's what people right now, I, I think that's what's causing this, this change that's happening is because people are getting desperate yeah, and, and good. they're seeing so much um, stupidity and running amok. And they're like, this cannot be the way to live. We didn't used to live like this. What's happening. And I think in their hearts, they know we've departed from the Lord as a nation we yep. are we are doing things that make no logical sense and the more we do it the more god lets it happen yeah. to us because of his desire to love freedom and give us the opportunity well, you know, if you can't say thy kingdom come thy will be done lord then he says okay your kingdom come and your will be done let's see how that works out <laughs> yeah well he doesn't yeah, work very well you know, it's it's like what what they say. There's a stairway to heaven and a highway to hell. So, that's right. You know, yeah, it's, 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 uh, and it, that one's paid with good intentions a lot of times. That's right. So. Yeah, man. Well, John, tell people where they can go to find out more about what you're doing. Uh, you ran, and we didn't even mention this. You oh, ran yeah, for state rep. Part. You ran for state rep. You were also you ran for mayor of Indianapolis. Uh, so you've, you've been in the you've been in the fight, and you're in a very blue area. So it's hard for a guy like with you to have, and you don't even necessarily get out there and flaunt your conservative values. I'm not saying that as a bad thing. I'm saying that you're you're strategic. You're yeah. like saying, okay, I'm just going to meet people where they're at. And it's hard, man. It's hard for you to overcome that blue machine down in uh, Marion County. But how can people find out about you and, and yeah, help yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. Actually, my wife, Lisa, is running for uh, city county council. Good. So Lisa's Lisa great. Andy, go and she's going to win. I, I know she's, she's she, going to win. And and she would be great. I think people will vote for her just to say, hey, look, your wife won and you couldn't win. But that's a good, that's a compliment. Oh yeah. Because that means you married up and, oh, yeah. uh, and Michael, isn't yeah. that what they told you about Susan? Dude, they, they say, why isn't Susan? They right? always say that. Anytime I'm out in politics, you're like, you're, you're fine, but man, your wife is way better than you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, just getting her motivated. So the, the GOP party comes and ask her to run and then all she's good. I've been trying to get her to do it for a while. <laughs> Isn't that amazing that a compliment from a husband doesn't go nearly as far as a compliment from, from somebody else? Yeah, crap. Well, yeah, that's a, I'm going to start charging people for advice because yeah. if I don't charge them, they're like, oh, they don't use it. And then so they hear it from somebody else. Oh, that's golden. But you can find, uh, we do the Mouthwash Talk Show. It's live on Tuesday nights uh, at nine o'clock and we're on Facebook and Twitter and we got nicked on uh, YouTube. Did you uh, really? Uh, yeah, for it was with Robin Miller was on the show and we talked about these bills and these okay. things going through. Somebody must have said something about COVID nineteen because that's what they said. We said something about COVID nineteen. These I, places are communist. I just got my ability to do live videos back today on Facebook because I was I was kicked off for a month. Uh, the ability to, You've to been do in Facebook jail. I was in Facebook. Hey, man, it's a it's a badge of honor. Do you and, know that in communist China that if you want to be a pastor, you can't be a pastor until you've served prison time? Really? Yeah. 
Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. That's well, well done. I mean, you're on your way. <laughs> yeah, you're on your way. You go to China now. Someday you'll have credentials to be a pastor. That's right. Yeah, it's like, I do, I can, I, I do, I have not been in Facebook jail or Twitter jail. Or I know. I'm that. disappointed I know. in I myself. Well, but I'm see, like, why can't I get in trouble? <laughs> yeah. This, what this, is going on? Yeah. Try harder. Try oh, you harder. sort of, you have, Jesus, Sex, and Politics has been striked a couple times on YouTube. So um, you technically have. It's yeah, just, that's all I've. Yeah, was yeah, it because of something I said or because something oh, you said? I'm sure it's something you hey, said. Hey, send me something really, really, really offensive. That <laughs> oh, I not I'll have the ACLU <laughs> in your yard. By the oh, time we, you did a, yeah. we did a, uh, Maria, a show. Yeah, we did relax. a show. We don't have an email address. We did a show on <laughs> Caitlyn Jenner, on Bruce Jenner. That was that was a good one. I'm sure that probably got uh, some some strikes. Okay. Yeah, yeah Bruce. Oh, Bruce, good old. Good old. The dude, the guy is a man, man. Okay, like let's you just decathlon. <laughs> I mean, you know, you basically you got to have really good form to do all those other things. I mean, if you could throw the javelin really far and That's do a right. couple other things, you don't even have to run fast. No you kidding. Know, you, you no triple kidding. jump or whatever. But yeah, so you could catch us on that. And and if you do live on the Tuesday nights, you can actually comment in the section. Yeah, That's great. I've been on the show, mouthwash, yeah. and so Facebook and Twitter. And it's really fun because you'll have uh, you're the moderator. You have yep. a conservative, a liberal, and an independent. Yep. And you guys talk about all these issues. It's a lot of fun, and you'll get guests on. You know, I've been on as a conservative, and so we had M. Donovan, who is a unisex or intersex person, <laughs> who was. Oh yeah, you got it. Wait, wait, what? What is? What is wait, that? Intersex. What does that okay, mean? Intersex <laughs> is somebody who was born with. You're laughing, but you got to watch the show now. Okay, uh, intersex is someone who was born with both parts. He really has both parts. See, well, she, he, he start. She, you okay. got to watch the show. <laughs> no, hermaphrodite. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. And but it For was real, this DES drug was a okay. was a uh, a drug that they gave women that had mes- miscarriages and what they do is they would give them more estrogen. So if you were uh, or no more testosterone, they give you this DES drug, and what would happen was it would mask the real gender of this person. Mm. And and M is uh, patient or subject one in a lot of these studies wow. because it's not as as uncommon as you think. But so what happened was she was she was born. A he, well, she was born with both parts. The doctors decided that, oh, you're going to be a he. So they cut out the parts, sewed up, you're a he. I don't know how all that works. We didn't have pictures on the show, so don't expect that. So he goes through his life till about age 22, goes to Iraq, is, you know, martial arts, all that. Comes back from Iraq, gets in a car accident. And while they're doing all the MRIs and everything is, hey, you're really more female than male. So, and he goes, you know what? I've always felt like I've been a girl. Wow. And so you, you really got to watch. So if you watch just the first 15 minutes, we go through the well, whole Well, I think scenario. you got some people that want to go watch that. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. Well, just, it was, yeah. is the story. Uh, and that one will be on channel 40 two weeks later. So Monday nights at 930 is our show. Uh, and that'll be the cut down version of it, 30 minutes. But on our show, we do a little bit longer time period on there. Uh, but we, I mean, we're doing a lot of different things, you know, Mars Hill art center, you can go there. Uh, my wife does for the love of speedway page. I mean, it's like, we got cool, ADHD of everything, Amazing. but, but yeah, just check us out. And I could use some more help on Twitter. If anybody is listening to this, it's on Twitter, you know, look me up. It's John, it's, uh, John Schmitz for Indiana. And, uh, it's John at ACLU for Indiana. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I could use some help. But it's funny. So when I came out against them and all these other people are emboldened to start saying, Hey, wait a second. I don't want my kids doing this stuff. And yeah. So uh, ACLU wants to give our kids porn. What? Yeah. So, yeah. which is true. They do. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, that's, uh, that's, you know, we're just trying to do the good fight. Cool. You know, and all that. Oh, 
one thing in August, we'll have our fifth year anniversary for the art center. Awesome. So if uh, you're around like August 5th ish, 5th or something like that, we're going to close down the street. We're going to have bands. We're going to have all that. But, Amazing. So it'll be fun. Cool, cool. man. Well, thanks for being on yeah. the show today, man. Hey, thank I, you. I'm a big fan. Glad to get on a, on your show. And we chopped it up pretty good. I yeah. love it. That's right. I love it. Nathan. Thank you. For Thank you, Micah. Being amazing. Thank you for being you. <laughs> well, thanks for listening to you, the listener. Like and subscribe and tell your friends about everything on Tick Off a Leftist. Yes, right. Till next time, these have been all the things that scare you. That uh, the world doesn't want to really talk about. <laughs> and can get you in trouble with the ACLU. Nathan, you, you went too long. You went too long. That was the outro music. Now I got to play the outro music over again. All right. <laughs> let's, <no> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, we love you guys. We'll see you on the flip side. This has been Jesus, Sex, and Politics. I'm Micah. And I'm Nathan. And we talk about all those things that culture doesn't want to talk That'll about. That'll scare you. <laughs> we did it right that time.